Blog Talk Radio. Hello, you're listening to the Clear Money Program's online radio show, and we're interviewing Mr. Michael Chapman and Ms. Nikki Sabin about the relationship between health and wealth. They're from the Visiting Nurse Association. As you know, I'm your host, Helen Gibson, Community Relations Coordinator at Denver Community Credit Union. Denver Community is a not-for-profit financial cooperative serving the people of the city and county of Denver. If you're interested in joining our cooperative or learning more about our Clear Money program, please visit our website, denvercommunity.coop. That's denvercommunity.coop. So as mentioned, we have two experts today, Michael and Nikki. Hello to both of you. Good morning, Helen. Hi there, Helen. <laughs> Good morning, just barely still, <laughs> or already halfway through Wednesday. So before we go into the health and wealth information, I want people to know a little bit more about your company, the Visiting Nurse Association. Uh, when I heard about it the first time, it sounded more like a company that visits people who can't make it to the doctor. Is this what you do, or what's your main purpose? Well, Helen, you're not necessarily wrong, but we're really so much more uh, than that. Uh, the Visiting Nurse Association, similar uh, to, of course, the Denver Community Credit Union, we are a not-for-profit organization, and actually we're the oldest not-for-profit uh, here in the state of Colorado. We've been in existing serving customers and patients for over 120 years. Uh, we do have some um, expertise in the area of home health care, of course, hospice services. We work specifically with the ill and the disabled and elderly, uh, those that are underinsured and, of course, uh, uninsured. But most importantly, really, we're a leader in workplace wellness solutions, which I think we're going to be talking here about today. Awesome. So how did you get involved with workplace wellness? How does it fit in with your other services that you offer? And that's a really good question, Helen. Um, I think from our side, as nurses and practitioners, we really see the effects of people's choices. When they're somewhere around 30 or 40, and while we're caring, while we're caring for them now in their later years of life, well, our real emphasis is, is to really see that the current workforce really prevents some of the costly health issues that may mm -hmm. come up in the future. And I think my points are really twofold uh, that is most critical. I believe personally that health is wealth. And don't forget your retirement. I mean, first of all, I believe firmly that health is wealth. And my opinion, part of building wealth is really thinking beyond your 401k plan and maybe looking more into what's necessary to lead a healthy life during retirement. Uh, when I think of workplace wellness, I think more of wealth preservation than anything else. And that wealth preservation program can really pay some handsome dividends over the long run. Okay. And secondly, I mean, I also think about your retirement. I mean, most of us probably envision when we're older, we want to be physically active. We want to hug and be with our grandchildren. And if health will not allow us to contribute to our family or permit us to be present with the very people that we love the most, maybe we've really lost the vision about what retirement is all about. And all of that saving for retirement, all that money that's gone into our 401k program, has literally gone to waste. Mm -hmm. I, I was thinking the other day, like uh, the uh, amount of people that are experiencing diabetes and how much that affects their lifestyle. And 
uh, and how costly that is in general. Would you say that's one of the main things that you run into, or do you see other things affecting people's retirement and wealth? I think diabetes is an excellent example. There's no question there. It's a challenge that we all face to some degree, especially as we get older. And I think we do need to be realistic and honest about our current health and really create kind of a, if you want to say, a plan to try to not only address those issues today, but most importantly, look to the future of what we want out of life mm-hmm. and try to create and build a plan to help improve our quality of life, not just for today, but most importantly, for our future. And you're protecting your 401k from shrinking quickly when you're paying for high medical costs. So, Nikki, what is your role with Visiting Nurse Association? Well, I'm the program lead for the wellness wellness pro, for the wellness division. Okay. I'm a registered nurse, and so I actually work both sides of I I work in the administrative side, and I am I work clinically too. So. Okay. So clinically, is that basically telling people to get immunized? What does clinical mean to you? Well, it's a little more than that, although I do tell people to get immunized, and if you'd like to know what immunizations you're due for, feel free to ask. (laughs) Okay, so here we go. If I'm in my 30s, what immunization should I be worried about? (laughs) Do you really want to know? I'm going to tell you, you get a flu shot every year. I do that. You probably need your your Tdap with your whooping cough in it. And okay. There's just always got to keep up. And kids, of course, they need vaccines all the time. Mm-hmm. But but that's one of the things in our our wellness division is that we go to places of business, and that's a simple investment in your future is preventative medicine. That's obviously the easiest thing to do. So. Mm-hmm. So I do talk about immunizations. But I have. There are other things that we that we do. We have a health risk assessment, which is it's a questionnaire, kind of like a bubble questionnaire that asks you all sorts of questions about your mm-hmm. lifestyle and any chronic diseases or your blood pressure, that sort of thing, and gives you a report as to what your status is and how maybe you can help improve things that need improving. Okay. And then hey, go ahead. Well, and then another another aspect of that is what we call biometrics, which is a fancy word for cholesterol checking. Okay. We just take a very small amount of blood, and we can give you all of your cholesterol levels and and blood glucose, all that sort of thing, so we get back to the diabetes there again. Mm-hmm. And if you combine both of those things, well, that's great. That's just wonderful. you got all those numbers. Well, mm-hmm. they're worthless in, unless you do something about them. Right. And another part of our program is that we offer counseling services. Now, in our wellness division, we only employ registered nurses for our for our clinics, for whether it's a flu shot clinic or a biometric screening, anything. We have a registered nurses, so they're trained to talk about nutrition or medication mm-hmm. or whatever whatever need you might have. Okay, so I think this is a great program for workplaces to for. For those of us that are unemployed uh, or maybe our workplace isn't investing in this for some reason, do we have options? Can we go to our own doctors and get some of this stuff? Or what would be your suggestion for us? Well, I think some of the most important things to look at is just kind of do your own self-assessment. I mean, you could ask some 
very specific questions um, as just the initial first step. And I think some of those questions come down to ask yourself, do you use tobacco? And maybe what are your current nutrition practices? Uh, vehicle safety, hey, do you use your seatbelt every day? Physical activity, maybe you happen to have a, a dog and you walk your dog every morning and every evening, like I walk Hannah, who's my yellow Labrador retriever. Mm -hmm. Alcohol can be a, a key issue there to ask those types of questions. Maybe are you sensing a tremendous amount of stress or maybe have you ever had some areas of depression that you've been kind of walking through? I think a lot of people struggle, especially in today's economy, with stress and depression issues. Mm -hmm. uh, and also just an overall readiness of change. Are you to a point in your life that you're saying, I want to make a goal and that goal is more than just a New Year's resolution. It's to say, I really want to affect change, and I really want to be a participant with my family when I get older. I want to do whatever it takes to try to um, improve my health so I can spend quality time with my grandchildren and my children when I'm in retirement. Uh, current medical care, are there any specific things that maybe your doctor has brought up in the past? Uh, work satisfaction. And I think the most important feature for any type of workplace wellness program is just a genuine readiness to change. Um, is there something where you're saying, you know what, I really feel in the bottom of my heart that I want to make an adjustment to my life today that will help me to live a healthier and better life tomorrow during my retirement? So I was listening to the radio the other day, the actual radio, not the online radio, and I heard about Live Well Colorado. Have you run into that in any of your work? It's actually an excellent uh, website. I was just there a couple of days ago, and it had a lot of great just self-help screening uh, techniques and ideas. I thought it was really, really helpful at Live Well Colorado. Um, from my, our perspective, we're a little bit different than that because we really focus on the clinical side of it. Okay. And it's more or less the Visiting Nurse Association does all of the biometric works and we have the mm -hmm. health risk assessment that was not presented on LiveWell Colorado uh, mm -hmm. from that perspective. But again, I thought it was very, very helpful for those people that don't have immediate access to us or they mm -hmm. want to kind of just investigate more about wellness and what it looks like, I would highly recommend that website. And so Live Well Colorado, I think it was .org. I'm not sure. I'm sure people can Google it and find it right away. Um, so I want to go back to those questions. So you talked about tobacco use, current nutrition practices, like are you driving safely, all that stuff. I remember years ago I was at a different place of employment, and it was fairly conservative uh, place of employment, and I answered a similar questionnaire. And I specifically, I was a lot younger then, uh, answered a question about tobacco use. And I remember thinking, do I tell the truth? Do I lie? Who's going to see this? Because at that place, if I and I was never a smoker, but I had smoked in the last six months. And the question was, have you smoked in the last six months? So I, I'm like, I'm such a do-gooder. I want to be truthful, but at the same time, I don't want to get my you know, my wrist slapped or um, in trouble because I've smoked in the last six months. Do you run into that with your workplace wellness questionnaire? 
And Helen, that is an awesome question that you're asking. And I understand your concern. That, that same concern is expressed by lots of people that we deal with here at the Visiting Nurse Association of Colorado. And I can be absolutely clear and confident, we are a healthcare provider. So really, we are completely bound by complete client confidentiality with HIPAA. I do highly recommend, however, if there is a non-medical provider that may be providing wellness services, I think it is safe to say that it really depends on the provider because there are many providers that may not uh, be, if you like to say, healthcare providers, and they may not fall under the umbrella of HIPAA legislation and HIPAA law. So I would really encourage people to kind of ask their provider, whoever they decide to work with uh, for workplace wellness, mm -hmm. how that information is going to be used and what's going to be the disclosure of that information, whether it's to an insurance company or whether it's to their employer. So it's an excellent question that you had asked. Yeah, I think so. And we talked about HIPAA in a previous show I did with an attorney on estate planning because it's all about confidentiality. If you're under that law, you can't even share with a spouse that information unless they have a written document stating that you can share it. So that is a pretty, it's both helpful and a reason to talk to a lawyer, I think, if you do, if you are married. Um, is, let me see, are there any loopholes? Is there any information that you do share? I assume because the employer might be offering your program that they expect something from you. And again, another good question, and I can speak on behalf of the Visiting Nurse Association here. We do not provide any, and I do mean any, information that is personal to an employer or to an insurance provider. However, let me clarify that. What we do do is we provide a group of just basic statistical trends that do not identify any single person or participant in a workplace wellness program. Generally what they are, they're just bar charts and graphs, and that does help an employer to learn a little bit more about the general trends uh, of, if you'd like to say, their employees, as far as areas to try to help improve their program. So for an example, if they notice that in general, out of 100 employees, that let's just say 75% uh, of them are challenged with nutritional issues, then what happens is they can ask us and we'll bring in a nutritional expert to speak and to maybe do a quick lunch and learn about that particular program. But again, I need to reiterate, there is absolutely no personal information from the VNA that will ever go to an employer or to an insurance provider. You can be absolutely assured of that. Okay, so that's good to know if my organization would do the wellness program that you offer. And so I'm going to go back to those of us who don't get that lucky. <laughs> and sure. what if we look at those questions, and in my personal case, like I know that I am not obese, but that I am overweight. What? So I've asked the questions, where do I go from there? Am I just you know, dieting forever? What What do I do next? And I think, Helen, let me describe what wellness is. And for me, wellness really, it's a personal journey to better health. Uh, it's a journey. It's not judgment. I don't want anyone out there in the audience to feel like they're going to be judged because, unfortunately, that is so counterproductive. 
really, it is a journey, and it's a lifelong journey of challenges and successes as you're going through the, through the process. And when I think about the fact uh, that someone comes in and says, you know what, I'm overweight, don't get depressed. Mm-hmm. Think about what is the next step that you want to take in your own personal journey toward wellness. And let me give you maybe a personal example that I come from. Uh, I'm a misplaced farm boy uh, from southern Illinois. And a lot of my childhood was really spent sloshing through the mud holes, working amongst the crops, and of course, eating a very cholesterol-filled bacon and eggs breakfast. I love bacon. You know what? (laughs) Me too. (laughs) It's the reality of all of us. There's just something about bacon for breakfast that is wonderful. Oh, crispy, right? Exactly. And if someone was going to come back and tell me, I will never eat bacon and eggs for breakfast again, I'd say, hey, forget this whole wellness gig. It's over. <laughs> I'm, I'm mm-hmm. out the door. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. I mean, how I see wellness is really a beginning to a lifelong journey. And there are times in my journey that I'm really good eating less cholesterol in my diet. But you know what? There are times when I regress and I'm really bad too. That's the reality <laughs> of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess what I'm really working toward is trying to find that healthy balance. And a lot of people use the word moderation. Uh, I don't eat bacon and eggs for breakfast every day anymore, but, you know, I do eat a small portion of bacon and eggs, and I celebrate that on Saturday mornings that I actually got through the week. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it works for me, and I guess I figure, like, I can stick to this type of discipline. It's not something that's being pushed down my throat. It's something that I've come to personally in my life, and it's a dis- discipline that I can, I think, go through the rest of my life with, and, and that is really important for me. And when I'm thinking more about wellness in my personal life now, I, I, I'm more confident than ever that this type of an investment will really pay off some handsome dividends over the course of my life. And I'm happy to know I'm on the journey, and hopefully I'm heading in the right direction most of the time. That sounds good. And I know it reminds me of the movie. I can't remember which movie it is, but Baby Steps, the one with the crazy – what about Bob, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Great movie of Baby Steps. And you just take that journey towards um, a better future. So one question when I talk about health and wealth in the community that I always hear is that about the trade-off of cash versus health now. So, like, is organic important? What about it costs me money to belong to a gym? Do you have any thoughts on that? I do, actually, Helen. Some of our healthy practices do cost money up front, so you do need to look at it as an investment. But some things you can work around. The gym membership, yeah, maybe you don't need to belong to a fancy gym. What you really need is exercise. Mm-hmm. So as long as you're able to walk, that can be exercise. Buy a dog or get a dog from the shelter and, and walk your dog every day. There's There's ways around spending that much money. And if it's a choice of eating organic strawberries or eating french fries, <laughs> then you're going to have to go with the organic <laughs> strawberries. But if it's a choice between organic or inorganic, I'd go ahead and you, got, you have to realize what's your best investment. 
Mm-hmm. Probably regularly grown strawberries are still a healthy choice, and you might need to just go with them. And maybe that's a step, and then later on in life you think it's worth it to me to make that other step to organic if that if I see enough research and information that says I want to make that step. Like you said, it's kind of a cost-benefit analysis even, to use a very managerial term. Right. That's true. Okay. So I have to decide. I have to work. That's always a depressing thing. And there isn't a black and white answer, correct? Like there's not, it's not a one-size-fits-all sort of thing, or do you think there is some sort of one-size-fits-all for starting the journey? Either of you. No. No, of course, there's not a one-size-fits-all. Everyone, everyone's different. Everyone's different financially, mm-hmm. culturally, have different family setups. I mean, if you've got six kids at home and a full-time job, well, your exercise time is limited, so you, you need to adapt to that. Or like you just said, financially, maybe you can't buy the the, the fancy food, but that doesn't mean you can't eat healthy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important part with the Visiting Nurse Association is we really strive to provide a customized workplace wellness solution for each and every individual. Uh, The health risk assessment that Nikki had referred to earlier is a great tool because what it does is it really customizes an individual's biometric measurement and helps to create an approach, a Mm -hmm. step-by-step approach that is unique to that special person. And we realize people are special. They all have unique needs. They all Mm -hmm. have concerns. They're all different in their medical makeup and who they are and what makes them uh, important. And I think that's the most important thing is understanding that this this whole process really can be customized to an individual's goals and what they really want to achieve at the end of a given year or at the end of, if you'd like to say, their given lifetime. Excellent. I know that even talking about this has, uh, with you all, setting up this show, getting going, and it's not that I waited until the show or talking to you to realize this, but it's encouraged me on my own journey because my husband and I are quite active. We like to hike. We like to walk around the neighborhood. And I look towards our future, and I think, oh, to continue this, our best chance is to take care of ourselves now, even though um, I definitely prefer my double fudge chocolate ice cream to uh, <laughs> working out. Um, I know there's um, a lot. I, we've value and we've changed our diets because this information does affect us later in life, and we can see that and we know that. And I, I just want to encourage other people to do the same. Um, I guess, have you seen a lot of changes like that? Are you seeing, does your message affect people in the same way that I guess it affected my husband and I? Yes, it, it does. It does. And when we talk about, I think one of the, the major things with what we do is it gives you it gives you information and you can work preventatively. You can see mm-hmm. yourself slipping down a path that maybe 10, 20 years from now, or like you brought up the example of diabetes. Well, if you treat diabetes immediately, then you can, you can ward off those long-term effects and, and, and live a longer life. But if you wait 10 years to start your, your monitoring your food and your exercise, then, you're gonna, then that's when you're going to find yourself in some trouble. 
So okay. the preventative care, that the pre- preventative aspect of what we do is, is key, I think. Do you have any stories about the experience with people who have made life-changing or had life-changing experiences with your program? Oh, we have some pretty amazing stories. I I know that uh, once we had someone who went through our biometric process and they had a life-threatening emergency that day. And we got him to the hospital immediately. He was treated and he survived some of the major challenges that this person was facing. And I think if he was in this radio station today, he would say, you know what? The return on my investment was absolutely huge. Mm-hmm. And I think that is an important part to think of is not only are you working in preventative care and doing the right thing for you, but if you look practically at the return on investment, how important is that? And we strive to make sure that our wellness programs really have a significant return. And let me give you an example. Uh, for example, just our assessment and biometric screening run about $50 per person per year. And, but if you really practically look at the return uh, for having a healthy le- lifestyle, and then when you start considering the cost of health care these days, Mm-hmm. It is a hefty return on your overall investment. And I think I come more from a financial background, so I kind of look at things in twofold. I look, number one, how important is it to start heading down the right path so I can spend the quality time that I want to with my grandchildren? But when I look back behind, especially at some of the economic challenges that are impacting Medicare and Medicaid today, what would happen if those two tools wouldn't be available for us in the future, and then all of a sudden we get hit with some significant uh, medical expenses? You can see how quickly that can reduce your 401K uh, to a very slight amount based upon how much you had invested for your retirement. And what a good is money if you can't enjoy it. Absolutely agreed. I mean, the whole purpose of money I always talk to people about is to live, to enable you to live the life you want to. And if you have the money but you don't have the health to live the life you want to, it's pretty pointless. Right. That's what I love about about this program. There are there are upfront costs. I'll, I I think they're pretty reasonable. But maybe because I'm a mother and maybe because I'm a nurse, I look at it more like. a year, and then I can see my daughter's wedding or, I mean, the price tag on that. So, yeah, while I realize everybody doesn't have a lot of money, there's a small outlay would be, it's definitely worth it in the end. Preventative care is a definitely good investment. Definitely. So, um, if people are interested in starting their journey, they really need to be honest with where they're at start their journey with those baby steps towards a healthier lifestyle. And that also makes financial sense for them. And you talked about counseling. I would say that's kind of like having a cheerleader to help them stay focused when times are rough. Uh, Would you think that's a good formula for people listening today? Oh, I think so. I think you just, you outlined it just perfectly. That's the way to get started. Okay. So your wellness program provides us for workplaces. If someone's interested in letting their HR know about this, can you share your contact information again? Well, you can always look up, look up our website, Visiting Nurse Association of Colorado. So that's www.vnacolorado.org. Or, of course, you could just call Michael or myself 
and our phone number is 303-698-2121. And they could, um, and we talked a little about a livewellcolorado.org, and I, people could also contact their personal physician if they wanted to start this journey, I suppose, too, um, as okay. a good starting place. Sure well, thank you very much for doing this show with me. Like I said, I think that, it's definitely encouraged my husband and I to be more healthy because we do want to enjoy our lives until, well, we don't have them anymore, which we don't like to think about all the time, but it's a true fact. Um, do you have any information that we haven't shared that you'd really like to share? I think from my side, Helen, we've uh, pretty much covered it. Okay. I agree. I think we've. I think we're good. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you for joining me, uh, and thank you all to. Excuse me. Thank you to all our listeners also for joining us, and I hope you uh, visit uh, the Visiting Nurse Association website if you're interested in their program. And we also love to have you uh, listen to any of our Clear Money program online radio shows, or come to any of our classes at Denver Community Credit Union, uh, the credit union here to serve. City and County of Denver, so we're happy to do that. If you have questions for me, Helen Gibson, the Community Relations Coordinator at Denver Community Credit Union, please feel free to contact me. You can contact me at education at denvercommunity.coop, so .coop. You can go to our website, denvercommunity.coop, .coop, or you can call me at 303-573-1170. Extension 1754. Have a great day. Bye. We're done.